Man, it's good to be here in Nashville with Noah and Maddie. And little Lion's going to be here in a little bit. We got to get, we got to yes. see Lion, the Herrings, who are planting a church in Nashville uh, in just a few months. My yeah. goodness. And I couldn't wait to be here. I, I want to tell you something. I, we, we love this unscripted. These are un, unplanned, impromptu conversations with people that we just love. Uh, Dylan will be on in a little bit. And so Dylan, I love doing these. But uh, I, I, I don't know if I've, I've been more excited about any time with any other leaders than you guys. Wow. Because uh, you're heroes because you are going to plant a great church. Ah, thank you. You've moved into a city and we are fired up about it. Come on. I mean, I am an arc <laughs> fired up about it. I represent, man. Got my merch. Come on. <laughs> and so uh, we could talk about how far church merch has come, by the oh, way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but, man, I, I just could I, I, I'm just so thrilled. And we just love you guys. There's so many people that love you. And everybody talks good about you. So give me a, give me a little bit of the journey. Yeah. Give me a little bit of the journey. Yeah, so this is uh, my beautiful wife, Maddie, and we've been married for almost four years. Wow, we four have, years. Uh, Lots, one... of yeah. Lots of wisdom. Yeah, <laughs> doing marriage conferences any yes. time, yeah. any, any moment. Starting now. those right away. Yeah, 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 exactly. Our son's one years old. His name's Lion, and uh, we're expecting a baby girl right before the church launches. So uh, Perfect we figured, timing. We figured we would go ahead and yeah. just make the church number grow, if, yeah. you know, just in case. Right. That's a lot of growth, 25% growth. There yeah. we go. We're on the way. Let's Add us to the fastest Let's growing go. list. That's it. There will be some lists that you'll be added to, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, so uh, we met post-college. I was leading a, a college ministry in Cleveland, Tennessee called The Gathering. Yeah. And um, was was leading that for about two years, single. Uh, met Maddie. She was in Birmingham. Well, there uh, we go. Yeah, Birmingham. Highlands girl. Highlands of Tinder, yeah. And so we started So you were, you were out of high, Church of Highlands? Yes, I went to Tuscaloosa's uh, location. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, we got married, started leading the gathering together, and um, even before we got married, we were having the church planting conversation. It that was young. That young, yeah. I, I knew that it was something that I wanted to do, and when we started dating, um, Maddie's grandfather actually pastored uh, a church. What part of Alabama was it in? It's very, very small. It's called Hayden, Alabama, near Hayden, Coleman. Alabama. Yeah. Kind of like that little area. So yeah. over there. So, so cool. she was yeah. like, I've never planted a church, but it felt like my grandfather's church was a church plant. And, and I really loved it. And so we kind of started having a conversation, got married. By then we knew we wanted to plant. Um, but we were 24 and 25. I actually called Ark when I was 22. <laughs> and I said, 22. I was 22 and I was like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to Jeff Wells. I was Cold like, hey. Daddy Wells. I said, hey, Jeff, I want to plant a church. He was like, when? I was like, next month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Jeff was super gracious. And so we... Uh, it was a super gracious no. It was a super yes. gracious <laughs> no. It was, it was uh, let's figure out how to get you to... back in a few years. Uh, yeah, yeah. Order. But um, so we actually, we left the gathering and uh, went to serve for my dad in Georgia. That's important. And yeah. uh, served under my parents' leadership the last two and a half years where... I met your dad. Um, he He's loves so you. Great. He loves you. I got he a selfie. He is awesome. He is. He's a great guy. When, I, when he came up and introduced himself as, as your parent, you know, <laughs> I'm the dad. Yeah. He was beaming. Yeah. He was just like, I'm Noah's dad. Uh, and, it was, and it was just like... Oh my gosh, you know, and and uh, great, obviously great parents, good home, Amazing good, parents. you know, nice. it's good to have good spiritual fathers, but man, it goes a long way when you got a good daddy. Yeah. Totally, and and that yes. that's key. And yeah. so serving there, yeah, I'm talking about getting ready on Sundays, yep, uh, taking care of young people, yeah. going out in the parking lot, waving at everybody. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, making sure, trying to go get that mic. Totally. All those things. All of it. Did all those things. Yeah. Not above any of that. No. No. We actually went right when the pandemic hit. So, and the way that their church was functioning at the time too, like they had never done anything remote. They had never live streamed or done anything like that. So we were a part of that (laughs) We were full-time media team members. Media team. We we got to really do, do it all. Yeah, it was amazing. My my parents are the best shepherds yeah. that we've ever been around. Oh my gosh, and how so good is that? We felt like our experience with the college ministry, which it was a college ministry of about six hundred college students, and That's big. It was it was big, and we felt like um, we got better during that season at learning how to communicate, learning how to cast yeah. vision. Sure, um, but 
with it being a college ministry, we weren't really over the shepherding as yeah. much as yeah. like our pastor was. Oh, so good to hear. And so when we went to uh, Neighborhood Church in Atlanta, it's the name of the church. It's a good uh, name. We got to be up front, personal, watch my parents shepherd, yeah. even got to be a part of shepherding some of the younger couples. Uh, I feel like those two and a half years, they were really, really hard in a, uh, like there was a big growth growth curve yeah. for us. But um, it was invaluable. Like, we cannot imagine trying to plant this church. So, so think about this. And Maddie, maybe you can answer this. So could you imagine if you would led the college and you would have jumped to pastoring and forgot and left out that, those 24 yeah. months? There's a lot of people that are leaping that. They want to leap over the simple, yeah. the small, the shepherd, the yeah. care. Yeah. What would that have, what would you feel like you would have missed out on? Oh, my goodness, so much. Yeah. We would have, I mean, I really don't know if we would have made it, yeah. to be honest, just yeah. because with college, we were leading people that were close to our age, but sure. we had never led adults. We had never yeah. led people older than us. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And just the experience of like learning how to deal with uh, actual like hardships in families' lives that they're dealing with. Yeah. Um, learning how to deal with things financially um, was also huge for us just yeah. because the way that a church runs, of course, you know, it's off of giving. And so um, learning those aspects were just huge for us. I really don't think that we would have been yeah. able to do what we're doing now without learning everything that we did underneath yeah. his parents. What do, you, what do you say to the person who you, you, you felt that would that want to leapfrog all that? I feel like... Um, it's one of the, the old analogy that I, I thought of almost immediately when, when we moved to Atlanta was the, uh, the two people who have an axe. They're both trying to cut down a tree. Mm -hmm. One spends the first 10 minutes yeah. sharpening the axe while the other person starts going. Uh, yeah. And um, I really feel like that's what it was. Not, not just a season where we were looking forward to church planning, but a season where uh, God really moved in our hearts and spoke to us in a way that wouldn't have happened prior. Yeah. I think it's going to make our ministry more effective. So mm -hmm. to that person, I would say uh, it might feel like the best route to take is to go ahead and go for it. Yeah. But really, not just the most spiritually correct route, but also the most spiritually effective route yeah. would be to, to get planted. And yeah. Like, you hear all, you know, it, it's hard to be in authority if you're not under authority. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes if you, I think everybody wants a yes with everything. We live in a world that, tell me yes. Totally. Everybody tell me yes. And sometimes the greatest thing that someone could do for you is to tell you no, yeah. not now. Yeah. Because character, stamina, hmm. is built in, a lot of times in the no and not in the yes. Hmm. And my father-in-law, who's a real hero of mine, and uh, Dylan's granddad, he always says, sometimes you just need to tell, as a leader, sometimes you just need to test a no. Yeah. He said, because people, you know, you really don't know who's on your team or you really don't know the people in your inner circle mm -hmm. till you see their reaction from a no. Because if all they ever get is a yes, totally. then just, man, I'm with you. Totally. Now you're going to tell me, no, I can't do that. No, I can't go there. Yeah. No, I can't start that. Well, then that's where you're going to find out what's on the inside. Yeah. So I'm so, so grateful for that. Let's jump ahead to this. So it's been funny uh, when I've talked to people and they're like, man, Noah and Maddie's playing with art. Man, this is great. Yeah. So the other day somebody told me, said, that's the first Gen Zers. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I didn't know all that. I didn't, I didn't know the Gen, I don't know all these stuff. I get all of them so confused from the Gen Z. I should know better. I've talked to Grant. He's helping. He's coaching yeah. me. I need him to tutor me better. I need a, a Gen Z tutor. But, um, you know, and I understand that there's a lot of dynamics to the baby boomer and the busters and the Gen X and all those things. I've studied it some, but but uh, what does that mean? I yeah. mean, what what does that mean for you? And what does that what what's different about that? Yeah, about the the, the category and the decade that you're in. Yeah, because uh, how old are you now? Uh, twenty seven. Twenty seven. I'm twenty nine. Twenty nine. Okay, <laughs> so y'all are planting at. A little bit, a little bit younger. Now I was twenty seven. My wife was twenty three. Different world. So talk to me about that. Yeah. So we love Gen Z. Yeah. yeah. Gen Z. Um, a part of what we've been able to do the last couple of years, outside of serving, serving with my parents, is um, we've been traveling, speaking at youth conferences and young adult conferences and stuff like that. And it's been uh, predominantly young adult ministry or uh, Gen Z ministry that we've done. There's so many amazing, very 
polarizing <laughs> things about Gen Z. But the, the thing that we love about Gen Z so much is um, there is a deep, deep desire for realness mm-hmm. and for them to be challenged. Yeah. Um, and so what we've seen is like in the past, there's been stuff done on millennials and um, and even millennials. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> yes, I missed We're that one. Yes. Like right on yeah. the cusp. We're right on the cusp between Gen Z and, and millennials. But a lot of a lot of what um, a lot of what makes Gen Z unique is that we found they whatever they're doing, whether it's church related or unchurch related, they want to be challenged, mm-hmm. and so they respond to the challenge, which kind of doesn't go with some of the stereotypes that are out there. You know, Gen Z, you think of TikTok, you think of uh, social media, you think of less interaction with people. Um, I would say, I'd push back, I would say that Gen Z is a part of those things a lot of times because they're just bored. And what we've seen is that the Gen Z ministries that are led by someone who's willing to challenge them, um, they're doing amazing things. We think Gen Z is going to change the world uh, for Jesus. So we're, we're so pumped. I feel like they're the most hungry generation. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I feel like they it's can exciting. see, yeah. yeah, it's really encouraging, especially like he said, since we've been able to travel and be around them, like, yeah. seeing the ways that they believe in miracles yeah. and right. seeing the ways that they, um, are just so leaned in yeah. to like all that God can do in their life has just been like, eye-opening to us, even in refreshing. The altar call is back. Yes. In Gen Z. They're like, they're they hungry. They're hungry. They've been are. waiting on the altar call. Come on. Yes. I'm Pentecostal. <laughs> you cut me, I'm really Pentecostal. <laughs> so, let's go. It's, yeah. they're, they're amazing. We, we love Gen so Z. How, how, so when you're process, traveling, yeah. speaking, yeah. how are you processing that into the church plant? Yes. So what does that look like? What does some of those convos meet with launch team? You're doing interest yeah. meetings. You're gathering a team. Still got to get a team together. Still got to raise money. Totally. Still got to get a place to launch a church yeah. at. Still got to have a. Still got to be able to disciple. Yep. And have some type of, of next steps. Yeah. When people when they come to your church and, and whatever that language is. Yep. You know some growth track. Yep. Uh, some pathway. Yep. So tell tell us about tell me about that because it's still a little ways yep. off. But I know you're you're looking at it. Totally. This is like taking up the majority of our combos yeah. right now because wow. we um, are super, I guess the best way to describe it would be at the gathering, we felt like we eventually hit a point where we had an impressive ministry that did not look like Jesus. And mm. the core of it was we felt like we could gather people, but we weren't really making disciples. Okay. And it was, it was honestly physically exhausting and spiritually exhausting. And it bums you out. Yes. Yeah. We felt like there was this revolving door where there would be people who would come, sure. people who wouldn't. And so eventually we were able to get to the core of it and felt like we need to do a better job of making disciples. And so um, from the beginning, our focus with this Gen Z church uh, is going to be discipleship yeah. and spiritual formation. formation yeah. And how do we get the people who are on our team uh, to buy into not yeah. just saying, I want to be discipled, yeah, but I want to yeah. make a disciple yeah. too. Um, and so that's what we're focusing on. And uh, we think we are going to bring back church membership class. We think we're bringing it like it's orientation. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. spiritual. Or, I've always, it's just spiritual orientation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I showed up at a church when I was 18 years old, did not know anything. Mm-hmm. Did not know the books of the Bible. Uh, didn't know, I mean, nothing. Right. And that little church that uh, had so many challenges and issues and problems and we met in an old drugstore and they still had all the signs from the drugstore on the wall <laughs> greeting cards drugs groceries it was no environment yeah zero environment we're talking about a few mics everything was cords everywhere mm. metal chairs and I think it was like a bread basket was the offering. Come on, basket or a little? No, it was like a little. Uh, From the grocery store. No, yeah, it was like a little, bu- like a bucket. Okay. Like they had some potato salad in that they pour. And so, uh, but I'm gonna tell you what that little church did. When I came into there, I was new. Went to an orientation. Went to a membership uh, gathering of some sort, and then they put me on a pathway. Mm-hmm. And 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 I, I think they called it like Jesus Pathway. Okay. I mean, jacked up name, but it, that's a that's spiritual formation. Yeah. That's a growth track. That's totally. a next step. Totally. That's a connect. Yeah. And what I do, uh, fifty-two week discipleship book. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, wow. Okay, hey, small group. Yeah. I got That's involved it. with a young adult small group where they taught this 52-week, mm-hmm. you know, they were in some calendar systematized mm-hmm. way of learning the Bible. Yeah. Um, and I would not be here talking with you guys wow. here in Nashville if it wouldn't have been for that little church wow. who put me on a pathway. Yeah. And um, I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. And I think you can't, you're never going to build a sustaining, prevailing church mm-hmm. without that journey. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's our biggest thing is when we talk about discipleship even we see that a lot of people don't even truly understand what discipleship yeah. is. Yeah. So that's a part of it. You know, it's like, it is the next yeah. step. So it's like, okay, I want to be all in, but I have absolutely no idea how that looks because yeah. we want to reach the lost too. And we, so. we feel like with discipleship, it's such a, um, you know, Gen Z, a lot of Gen Z, they're like, what is, what is discipleship? Yeah. Like, I kind of have an idea. And so with where we're at, knowing that that's going to be a large group of, of our congregation, right. Um, we feel like in order for us to actually disciple, we have to define it first. Yeah. And uh, I've heard this quote several times, actually, from from Pastor Chris Hodges uh, about Brother what, Hodges. what you count and what you celebrate matters. Yeah. Um, and so we're like, well, we can't count a disciple if we haven't defined a disciple. So sure. let's define it. Let's start counting it. Let's yeah. start celebrating it. And hopefully we'll create a culture of that. So so give me this. Way Church. Yeah. Okay. Launching in... August. 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 So just my goodness, seven eight months. Yeah. I mean, we're 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 oh, we're getting ready to start the first service. Come on, y'all getting ready to walk on stage and greet everybody. <laughs> and we're we're around the corner from the greeting. Absolutely. Uh, I, I met you. I got one minute. And and what is your church about? People yeah. ask you. People, what is your church about? What's that about? Give me an elevator. Give me a thirty way church. Why? Do, what is that? There's so many great churches. Yeah. Why do we need this church? Yeah. Yeah, so the mission statement is simply we want to show the city of Nashville that there's a better way through the person of Jesus. And um, it's not just a way for your eternity. It's a way for your life. Yeah. And um, we're focusing a on... A better way, way church. Better way, way church. That's it. <laughs> but we're really, we're focusing, we want to be known for, for three things. Um, we want to be known for evangelism. Okay, uh, reaching people. Reaching people. We, Where they're at. Exactly. At serving. That's going to yeah. be a part of, a part of that. Um, just loving, loving the city of Nashville. Number two, Perfect. we want to be known for spiritual formation. Excellent. Um, and number three, we want to be known for next-gen ministry. Just yeah. reaching the next-gen generation and so everything that we do is recent middle schoolers boy let's go let's recent middle schoolers it's the the fun age do you know my favorite group to preach to is middle school kids really i love it more than adults that's right i mean i thank god i (laughs) I mean we all get to speak at incredible places and i don't know about you i still feel humbled every time i stand in front of people yeah i I, just because of you know how how far god has brought me all that i've walked through good days bad days mountaintops, valleys, mm. I still get, I still have amazing grace moments. Mm. Uh, I'll do it this Sunday when I get the opportunity. But I, if my favorite are junior high kids, <laughs> you know, because they're just fun. Yep. They and, and hey, you talk about altar call, oh, roll it out. <laughs> they coming forward they're coming. and they're going to cry yeah. and they're going to love on it. He's going to cry. <laughs> And it, I, so it, 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 it's one of my favorite things. I love that you uh, know exactly what the church is to be about. Mm. I think that's important. You know, as complicated as humanity is, mm. I think this the more simpler you can say, this is who we are. Mm. This is what we're about. Yeah. And this is, you know, what we're, we're, we're going to try, try to be. Yeah. That's that's having a, a wise wife who reminds you that you can't do everything at one time. <laughs> so we're we're so excited. We feel like those three things. If if we're good at at those three things, or even close to good at those three things, that our church has an amazing chance at reaching lost people. Because there's great churches here. Absolutely, phenomenal so churches in everywhere, Nashville. everywhere. And um, but you feel like there's room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a niche for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I love. Yeah, we've talked a lot about this, and I, I, I just, you know, honor, yeah. honor those who have paid the price mm. in Nashville. Mm. And you, I tell you all the time when you when you're talking about churches, you know, you, you, it's never, hey, I'm coming into this great city, coming alongside yeah. of all the other great churches. Absolutely, you know. And so, what does that mean, meant for y'all? Yeah. Um, I will 
actually honor Noah just a little bit on that because that was something that was super important to us when before we even came and him making a lot of the maybe the uncomfortable phone calls for some. So that's a, that's a practical thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so he just wanted to introduce himself and say like, hey, we're coming. Um, and yeah. I want to learn from you. Like, what areas have you seen need, you know, perfect, more churches? Um, what areas have you seen don't need more churches? What yeah. schooling systems Smart. need help? Yeah. Those kinds of things um, have just been small practical ways that yeah. we've wanted to let other churches know too that we want to come alongside exactly. and help them help the city. Absolutely. Um, not like, you so know, called guys or yeah. text guys or going to yeah. see them. Yes. That, so actually, we, uh, we realized there's a very rich history here yeah. in Nashville with, with ministry, churches. Um, God is, we feel like God is stirring mm-hmm. something right now. Just the Fantastic. church unity here is amazing. Um, we had lunch about a year ago, and I don't even know if you remember this. I asked you, I said, what would you be doing right now this far away? And the first thing you said was, I'd be getting to know as many pastors mm-hmm. in Nashville as you could. And so what I did is um, I had a few friends here. I said, hey, give, yeah, yeah. Me, give me just a list of churches that you think sure. are just doing amazing things. I came up with about 10 churches. That's good. Um, and I took each one of those pastors either to, to coffee or to lunch. Perfect. And just said, hey, we would love to learn from you guys. We would love to ask you um, how we can help as we're coming, just help your church. Is there any way that we could even bring with our, our launch team that's moving here? Could we even bring them to maybe one of your serve projects and watch how you're serving Nashville? Um, and that has helped us. Like we would have planted in the wrong spot. We would have planted with the wrong wow. people. Mm-hmm. We would, I mean, we would have done everything backwards if it wasn't for those pastors. And I really do feel like um, we have gained so much from that. Like, I, want, I want to take this part of the recording yeah. and take it out, guys. <laughs> just, just play a clip of it over and over again because, um, you know, there's there's just a lot we can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm not going to be better because I put another person in a bad light. Absolutely. I've never thought the kingdom of God grows mm-hmm. when I'm bringing the kingdom down. I, I never, I never understood that. I never understood how someone in their mind could think I'm going to grow by putting others down. Yeah. That's not Jesus. Yeah, it's impossible. Right. You know, matter of fact. Absolutely. I mean, like we've been in ministry for six years. You know, it would be so <laughs> foolish of us to show up and Thinking you know about to tell y'all what to do. <laughs> exactly. Like like the pastor down the street has been in Nashville for thirty five years, and for us to show up and be like, this is how we're going to reach the city. It's it's a it's just foolish. And so we're we're so grateful for so many pastors, so many leaders who have been here for decades that we're now getting to yeah. step in and stand on their shoulders, partner with them. Um, Nashville is an amazing city and it's already yeah. been reached. Yeah. I want to ask you, Maddie, uh, one-year-old, Lane, mm-hmm. one on the way, yeah. uh, going to happen around the time. What is, what is that feeling like as a young church planter, wife and mother? What's it your encouraging it. words? <laughs> it's a little scary, but it's also so exciting just because yeah. I have like full confidence in knowing that like we wouldn't be called to plant the church and be blessed with a baby if we couldn't do it. Um, and I, I think we've always, uh, for us, um, when we first got married and knowing that we wanted to plant a church, our biggest thing was our family is our ministry. Mm-hmm. Always. That's our first ministry that we serve. And we want a big family and we want our kids to grow up and we want them to see the process of everything that we do and see the good in, yeah. in starting a church and loving on the community. Yeah. Um, I know I'm praying for help yeah. <laughs> along the way because we don't have our families here with us. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so there, there is an aspect to it that is, um, can be challenging, can be a little... Um, nerve-wracking. Yeah, but, yeah. One of our dogs. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it's it's really exciting, too, just because we've wanted more kids, and we want them to be sure. a part of everything that we yeah. do. And this is a part of what we're called to do. And so just to have them, like, alongside us is going to be wild. Yeah. Wild. And you're sure. in a great city. Mm. Yeah. I think you're in a great city. Our kids, our our son has also been our secret weapon so far being in Nashville. (laughs) You just bring him places. He just Uh, there was a picture you showed me. We'll make sure we show that one. Of of little man in the glasses. That's hilarious. He has the best personality. We have never been in public and him he doesn't care about us when we're in public. He wants to look at everybody else. And he just 
waves, yeah, waves. Oh, waves and yeah. smiles. And I'm like, well, there's our door greeter. Yeah. Right we've, there. we've literally like ended up getting phone numbers from people that yeah. we don't even know because he waved at them and was so happy. Just go to a restaurant, kind of sit him in the middle Just of the room. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, he's he, our evangelism tactic for sure. <laughs> well, it's good that I, I think we're going to walk around the city and see some things. Y'all are going to have some talks about that with, with Dylan because I think. You know, it, you know, when God calls you to a city and calls you to an area of a city yeah. and working with pastors and others that are here to find that, that spot. Yeah. Um, we've talked a lot about reaching people, Gen Z, planting a church. We're living in a, a crazy culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of pastors are discouraged. Yeah. Um, you know, is theology going to be sound in the next generation? Yeah. Will there be biblical, literate, you know, will they hold the principles, the line of marriage and parenting and, mm-hmm. and, and valuing life and all these things that are so important uh, to, to, you know, what we teach and, and what Jesus taught us. Yeah. Um, what is, so, so you can get negative about it sure. and get down. You can be like, man, is anybody going to hold the line? Is anybody going to, you know, live for God? Um, how, how have you stayed... Stay, how do you stay positive in a, can, a cancel culture, mm. in a culture that uh, confuses mm. with uh, you know, so many young people, sexual orientation, all these things that are happening around us? How, how, what, what is your hope in your future in speaking to that yeah. as you've traveled and, as a, and planning a church in the world that we're in right now? Totally. I think something we say all the time, and this is not a unique statement, but as a reminder, it's just as as the world gets darker, the church is going to get brighter. And we really do believe that. Um, We feel like, and a big reason we are naming our church Way Church, is we feel like when when, uh, Jesus is your way, it affects everything every other thing about you, every other way about you. And so uh, we, we just believe like as, as good as great preaching is, as good as great sure. churches are, as good as great leadership is, what is going to reach the next generation in this dark, crazy culture is just a whole bunch of Christians who are so changed by Jesus that it affects every way of their yeah. life. Mm-hmm. So wow. a, bunch of, a bunch of great moms living in a neighborhood who love the Lord and love their families. That's going to impact people way yeah, more than yeah. a great sermon on a Sunday. Um, a bunch of great schools. Like if, 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 uh, if the Lord was to take you out of your neighborhood, the neighborhood should feel it. That should be for every Christian That's on good. planet Earth. They should feel when you leave. They should feel when you're there. And um, we feel like that is the way that Christians are going to impact culture uh, right now. Have you seen that, Maddie, with culture? I mean, what is your, when you think raising kids and uh, being a pastor's wife mm-hmm. and, and helping uh, young moms and young ladies and single moms and all the things that we're called to, to care for? I think that, well, I'll speak on just being like a mom, like you were yeah. talking about. Um, a mom that's a leader. Yeah, it, it does make a difference. You're just living your life a different way because people are wondering how you're walking through hardships or how you're walking mm. um, through raising a child and not being totally afraid um, yeah. and having that peace and, and having God's word to fall on truth. And so um, I really think that that just speaks so much louder than us getting sometimes on our social medias and, and screaming the you know, the Bible on someone's throat yeah, all the yeah. time or things like that. And I think that for for us personally, we've had people be like, how in the world do you have joy? How do you have peace? Still? Yeah. And that allows, the way that you live opens up those conversations for you to then be able to tell them God's word and the truth. Yeah. And that allows them to, I mean, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So, there we go. You know, that's where she's that's preaching. Where the, that's where the name she's comes gone to from. Preach. <laughs> she can't. She's so, it. like, if you can live the way that Jesus lived here on earth, you're going to understand his truth. And you're going to be able to live a life that's different. Yeah. Um, and so, I, I feel like that's something that we've just seen in our own mm-hmm. lives, um, like around our, our small sphere of, of people just being like, how. How are you doing that? And you still have a yeah. smile on your face. Yeah. I met, I first heard of you through my son. Yeah. And I think he, he knew you through a, a different ways. And then we got to know Grant. Yeah. Uh, Grant Skelton. Skelton. I always say the wrong, I say his name wrong. And uh, doing some cool things. Yeah. Love what he's doing with uh, Gabe Lyons and yeah. all that they're mm-hmm. doing. Uh, great, great group. And, and doing a lot to reach the next culture. Yeah. Uh, a ton. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, um, but you've got great relationships. I mean, you, 
And I, I love how you've honored all of those. Just kind of, hey, we're going to take this, and we're going to take this, and we'll bring it together. I think that's going to help you plant a, I think a world changing. Uh, again, I don't know if I've been. Uh, I get excited about church plants. Get excited about all of them, and we'll plant hopefully in 2023, 50, 55 churches. But um, wow. y'all are going to plant and lead a great church. Thank you so much. I just know it. I feel it, and uh, and and I just know it's going to happen. Thank you, Pastor Dino. Thank you. Hey, we are here with the Heron family. We're in Nashville. Yes. We made it. Um, we're, we're looking at the future running back for the, the Tennessee Titans. We yes. declare it. Maybe a country music star. Yes. Maybe an evangelist. We'll take any of it. He's All got right. options. Yes. But hey, we're here in Nashville. Um, Going to be planting a church here yes. really in the next few months yeah. in those early planting seasons. But yeah. I remember, I think when we first met, it was uh, maybe through Grant. Yep. I feel like any kingdom connection He's the guy. there's it's always a tie that's like yeah did you know grant skelton yeah. or <laughs> q or you were at a lake house with a bunch of influencers yes. and um i think that's how we first got connected yeah. and then you guys coming out um to to birmingham and yeah. being a part of our college ministry. Hey, buddy. Um, you can't teach that charisma. He's, he's just, he's, he's his father's son. So you guys came out to Birmingham, yep. did our, our one college service yep. uh, last semester, yep. um, which was amazing. So and uh, yeah, yeah, you never know when you're, when you're kind of meeting people online and through people. Yeah. And then when we hung out, I was like, okay, this is my guy. We're gonna play a lot of bad golf yeah, for the are. rest of our life. Uh, we're gonna eat good food and uh, we're gonna do life together. So it's cool being here. Uh, filming some some areas in the city, yeah. um, but I gotta know. You know, it, I, I feel like as uh, someone who you were traveling, mm -hmm. you were with your parents. We talked yeah. about this morning serving at their church for a few years. Um, I feel like nowadays church planning. You know, for for a while maybe it was uh, there were unreached cities, or maybe it was easier, and sometimes now it's harder. Yeah. But I feel like it's not. Uh, it's definitely not the easy route nowadays. Mm -hmm. And kind of touch on, hey, maybe. Why Nashville? Yeah. We're looking at this amazing city. Was there a moment? Was yeah. there a conversation? Was there like you came to the city on vacation and never wanted to leave? Yeah. Was there yeah. a moment before the moment? Um, kind of talk us through why Nashville and, yeah. and what do you kind of see for this city? Uh, I love it already. Yeah, yeah. We, we definitely did visit here a lot. It, right. Noah has the December birthday, so I always tried to make sure that I celebrated it outside of like Christmas. Right, you because gotta I get feel creative. like, yeah, with December birthdays, you kind of yeah, you get, get overlooked sometimes. So I always made sure we did something fun and we always came to Nashville. Yeah. Um, so it was just a city that we always like naturally loved and loved visiting. And every time we were here, we just like would drive around and be like, wow, I just really, really felt love like this city. It feels yeah. like home. We didn't really want to leave right. sometimes. And so I feel like when the conversation came, it was a very like, well, it Natural. started, it just started like... There was like, a piece. Yeah, yeah. It started where we were here a lot. Yeah. We were here birthdays. We were here holidays. Right. Any free like weekends, we're like, mm -hmm. let's just go to Nashville. Yeah. Somehow for, we yeah. ended up back here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then um, when we knew like our timeline a little bit more, we were like, hey, we feel like this is coming. We started asking mentors, people mm -hmm. who uh, have spiritually poured into us. And I was actually speaking at a conference in Arkansas and uh, Pastor Stephen Chandler was the other speaker. Yeah. We were playing golf, as right. you do. All the, all the life-changing decisions happen on a golf course. They have to. And I said, Pastor Stephen, if you, were to, if you were to plant now, like what would you go back and tell yourself? And he said something that kind of became the, the deal sealer. He said, I would plant in the city that you love the most. He said, take all the other stuff out of it. What city do you love the most? Because the ministry will get really hard. Yeah. You, it, the kind of highlight season that you feel when you announce that you're planting in a city, that'll go away. But if you love the city, you won't be tempted to leave the city before right. God tells you to. Yeah. And when he said that, it was just like, it's Nashville. Yeah. Right. And so I remember like as soon as we got done playing a horrible round of golf, I, I called Maddie. I was like, this is what Pastor Steven said. What do you think when you hear that? And she's like, it's Nashville. Right. And so that was the the moment that we, we knew it was it was here. Yeah. Had that, I, I know, how long have you guys been married now? Almost four years. Three and a half years. Three and a half three years. Half years. Yeah. We'll give you four years. Yeah. yeah um, four. Was that always something you guys talked about? Like, hey, much as we're 
you know, here at the, the, the church with our parents yeah. and traveling around, getting to be a part of yeah. speaking at young adult conferences yeah. and youth conferences. Was that always something down the road when the timing's right? Um, was there maybe even a time that it thought it felt right? And then it was like looking yeah. back in retrospect, it was like, okay, this is the right timing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thankful for maybe an unanswered prayer. Totally. But what was that always something you guys wanted to do and was in your heart and just wanted to wait for the right time, right people? We definitely, that was a conversation when we were dating just because, you know, of course, Noah felt called. It's the real conversation. Yeah, yeah. You have to have those kind of conversations, especially before you marry somebody, you want to do it together. Um, and so as a single guy I know you know like the guy speaking on marriage yep. yeah so we had that conversation since dating right um, and then I would say even specifically way more when we first got married and we were in Cleveland Tennessee doing the young adult ministry there um, and it was just always like we want to be so present where we are, but we know that this is like to come that so was the just, big dream was to yeah. Plan. yeah so it was just like a continuous prayer and then what cities do we love? Just like those right. conversations always happening. Um, but I definitely think that the season well, when we were in Cleveland um, was that big like moment where we were like, we could and we want to, but this is not the timing. It's not the timing. Right. This is not the timing. And that's when we decided to go and, and serve yeah. underneath my parents. We felt right. like there was Which another so season yeah. that yeah. needed to happen, um, but we came really close. And we didn't know it was Nashville at that time, but we actually came close to just moving to Nashville and it's figuring like it out. Yeah. Right, and flying in. So it's always been Nashville. So what I'm trying to say. Nashville is where we want to We want to be here yeah. forever. So Yeah, yeah. this is no, where we want our amazing. kids to grow yeah. up. And, and so you guys did the college ministry, and yeah. it was in Cleveland, Cleveland mm -hmm. for, yeah. for years. Um, I feel like even in my setting where, you know, we're leading all things yeah. one in Birmingham and doing yeah. the weekly college service, um, it, it stretched me a lot. Mm. And I think even in terms of, you know, weekly service is different yeah. than a monthly service. Totally. Mm -hmm. um, I know you guys did weekly. We did weekly yeah. And it's like those Thursdays or Tuesdays, whatever night you do them, they, they come around fast. quick. <laughs> um, you yeah. know, those day of messages yeah. and just getting the team ready. Uh, what did what did that season kind of teach you? And then if yeah. you could tell maybe someone who's in that season, whether yeah. it's a youth pastor or a young adult pastor who's going, you know what, two, three, four years down the road, yeah. um, I, I maybe do have a, a call to plant a church on my life with my wife and, you know, maybe, you know, my, my backing. What would yeah. you tell that person in terms of processing it? Because totally. um, I think, you know, when you look at you guys, you look at, hey, this is going to be an amazing church, but you've really done it the right way, um, kind of seven, eight months out and Thank even you. getting to the city uh, a year before you're even going to plant going to those other churches yeah. and what, what would you say you kind of learned in that season? Man, I think we're so grateful for the college ministry yeah. season because we really did feel like this is a mini church plant kind right. of. Mm -hmm. Like we're totally. having to build our own team. We're when having even, to... What, what was the... I love the story uh, you told about y'all's first yeah. night. Yeah. Maybe at the gathering. You had like a special guest coming in and then yeah. last second, yeah. like he didn't come in yeah. and you had to like... Yeah. With, five minutes to spare well, there it, was people in the room and it's like somebody's got to preach yeah so it was it was like um it started as a bible study okay. before it was like a college ministry right. yeah. it was just like let's just have some guys over and and read scripture and uh, it started to grow to the point where i was like let's do it in a lecture hall and promote it like right. let's see what happens let's tell people about let's this let's tell people and uh, we went from like 50 people at Bible study to like 150 people our first night in a lecture hall. And I'd never preached before. And right. so we walk, we, I pull up into the, uh, into the lecture hall facility and our worship, the guy who was like leading a song of worship on his acoustic guitar, he comes out and he's like, hey, the lecture hall is packed. I thought we double booked. I didn't think they were there for Bible study. Right. And I was like, man, that's unfortunate. Yeah, like, surely like, there's a concert <laughs> What's happening? happening? And he's like, no, 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 they're all here for, for Bible study. For and, Arthur. Uh, yeah, and, and he goes, you're gonna have to preach. There's too many people in there to do a Bible study. And I was like, you're right. gonna have to preach? Like, are you kidding me? Small groups. Yeah, no way. And so I went in and I preached the worst 11 minute sermon you've ever heard in your life. Like, Short and sweet. just horrible, it was so bad. I don't even know that it was biblical. I mean, it was rough. Um, but God had a grace on the ministry and we just kept going. I, I think the biggest thing we learned was that um, just the, 
the intentionality of discipling your leaders and your team, like really when we, when we look back, the most quote unquote successful times were not the times when we had the biggest number of, of attendance, but the, the times where we were reaching lost people, we were baptizing people, we were serving the homeless. It was when we had a core group of leaders who were really being discipled and had bought into discipling others. Right. And so, um, yeah, I think to someone who's thinking about planning, I would just say, uh, don't view the ministry that you're doing as practice ministry. Right. Like, yeah. it's it's real ministry, and it's gonna it's gonna serve you so well down the road. Um, just just learn from it, grow for it, and, and spend your time focused on those leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Who was uh, when you felt like okay, Nashville's the city. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the timeline. What were those first first few conversations you had? I'm assuming yeah. you talked to your dad. Yep. Um, you know, some close homies, but yeah. what, what were those first few conversations like? So talk to it's the like once you, once you put it out there, it's like, okay, we've got to do this. Totally, totally. The- I think the hardest conversation was with his parents. Yeah. Um, not because we knew they wouldn't support us. Yeah, right. That was like the complete opposite. But just because we had, we were doing ministry with them. And of course, that's every family's dream right. is Building. to be, you know, together. Um, so that was like our hardest. And so and I feel like we had that blessing. It was... Smooth Everything sailing. else was easier after that. <laughs> right, you know? right. Yeah. Once you get that, yes. That one was like, like the biggest. They knew we wanted to plant, but we just were so like, right. ah, we're going to miss yeah. be, miss serving under their leadership, miss living next to them. So we right. shared with them. And then from there, it was like a select group of, um, of mentors, like uh, family members, and then eventually friends and people that we were hoping would join us in the, yeah. in the church plant journey. Um, but the more people we told, just the, I think the happier we were, because right. it felt yeah. like we were just like hiding this, this massive dream yeah. for so long and to be able to just start sharing it with, with people and our vision. Um, I feel like we've gotten progressively happier along the journey. Totally. So no, that's amazing. And I mean, Nashville is such an amazing city. I know um, it's like oftentimes God send me. And then yeah. it's like, well, I mean, thankful yeah. you, you sent me here. Totally. Um, this is, you know, like you said, you got to love the city because yeah. two, three years in, yeah. um, things get normal, things yeah. get tough. Maybe some of the, the hype dies a little yeah. bit and it's like, Hey, we're, we actually live here. Yeah. Like we go to the Publix yeah. down the road and yeah. the Walgreens totally. right here. Like we got to love our area. Um, who are some of the guys who, uh, either you've looked to mm. or you've seen over the past few years, have done it well yeah. in some of those conversations that you've had. Who are you kind of looking to in this season yeah. as guys who have gone before you? Well, I think early, early Especially, on. Especially, I think, even touching on the fact that you guys will be co-leading yeah. the church. Totally. Um, I think early on, like, uh, the Wilkerson's have always been yeah. um, people we've, we've looked up to. They yeah. planted as a couple, started right. a family around the same time, like, loved the city of Miami. So, um, we've looked up to them a lot. Uh, the Woodwards, Brandon and, and Delaney yeah. Woodward, they just planted an, an amazing church in DC. Uh, same type of thing. Several like small children. You know, they're moving to a Figure city. Figure it out. Figuring it out. Let's get it all uh, done early. We just we just love like their boldness and um, and the way that they're doing everything together. I would say those two couples have mm-hmm. have really really um, inspired us. So we're here, yeah. downtown Nashville. I think Broadway is right here. Yeah. Nash Vegas, yes. Music City. Um, such a diverse city. Yeah. Um, multicultural. Totally. Um, almost, you know, I lived in New York for a little bit. In a sense, reminds me a little bit of that, yeah. of a boiling pot of a lot of different people. Um, and what I love about it too, is it's such a city of inspiration yep. and creativity. Um, everybody's trying to be something and yeah. get somewhere yep. and hustle and grind. Tell, tell me a little bit about kind of the demographic, the diversity, yeah. the culture. Um, you guys are going to be living here over a year before you even plant the church. Yeah. What's that kind of look like? And what are you excited about planting in a city like that? Go ahead. Um, something that we prayed for from the very beginning was a very diverse church. I mean, even right. within um, our group right now, it's like we want that diversity. Um, so even when it comes to preaching styles, like we have already a team that looks different, that kind right. of speaks differently. Yeah. Um, and so that was something that was just super important to us from the very beginning. And it just is so amazing that we also live in a city where that is like so evident and so needed too. Right. Um, I mean, we're surrounded by how like 
Uh, we have how many colleges? So there's four there's universities in the city. Just within the city um, limits. It's, uh, it's a city that just people are flocking to from all over the country. In 2022, it was the most moved to city, uh, kind of neck and neck mm -hmm. with Austin, Texas. Wow. And I think there's a bunch of reasons for that. I think the, the main reason is there's so much opportunity here, whether you're coming because you're chasing a music dream or you're coming because Amazon and Google are moving here. Right. Like there's just so many different industries. And what really attracts us about that is that it's attracting more young families mm -hmm. and young people than any other demographic. And so our thought is, hey, we know we're young. We know some people would see that as a weakness. Uh, some people would see that as a strength. We want to lean into the strength of it. Let's get totally. here as all these other young families are moving here. And could we plant a church right in the middle of all the opportunity, all of the chaos, all of the fun and point people to Jesus? And I, I think that's that's the goal and, and the dream. But yeah. it's just a bunch of people here are looking for a better way. Right. For their life. And yeah. we're going to say, hey, the way is Jesus and come check out Way Church. Right. No, yeah. And I, I love, a, I think, a, a church that always reflects its city. Yeah. Um, and, and then just you kind of using that, that in, in, in some people's eyes could be a weakness. Hey, we're a yeah. young couple. Um, but I think using that as a strength is like, hey, we're a young couple and we're going to be able to relate to other young couples yeah. and other young families. Totally. And, uh, you know, you always attract different demographics, but yeah that kind of being a, a value for Absolutely. you guys, I think is sick. Um, obviously there's some great churches yeah. in Nashville. I feel like I drove past Probably 10, 10 or 20 yeah, yeah. on the way here. Yeah. Um, w what are some great churches that you, yeah. you feel like have kind of gone before you Totally. Um, just in this city? Man, uh, Cross Point Church is one we're right down the street from. Yeah. They're amazing. Pastor Kevin Queen. Uh, the Belonging Co. is one that mm -hmm. right. most people have on their iP uh, iPhone. Yeah. Uh, on you know, worship, yeah. Belonging Co. The Sealies. Incredible things, church. Yeah. There's a really established older church called Brentwood Baptist that has just been so supportive. Uh, Thompson Station Church. Um, hey, uh, church of the City. I mean, there's just uh, Legacy Church. There's, there's like 12 churches that uh, we are like in relationship with just right. in the first two months of being here, but there are a ton of great churches. Right. When I love the fact that oftentimes you could almost see that as a negative thing mm. of, you know, I, I even hear like some of us younger guys, it's like, well, all the great cities are taken yeah. or all the cities we'd want to be in, yeah. there's already 30 churches. Yeah. Talk to me about almost seeing that as a good thing. Yeah. It's like, and that makes that makes Man. me more secure. I think it's only it's only a negative thing if lost people aren't really your goal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to be fully transparent, I mean, we talked uh, with your dad earlier just about the crazy culture we live in. You know, people are leaving the church. Less and less people attend church, and so um, we're like, hey, we would rather be in a city where there are churches we can learn from because we're trying to reach lost people than go to a city where there's you know where we're not called just for the sake of, hey, there's not as many churches here. Um, and so our, our whole thought is like, there's churches here, but there's also a lot of lost people here. There's totally. also a lot of lost people coming here. And so we're not Every coming, day. yeah, we're not coming to compete with the church down the yeah. street. We're coming to reach the lost people that are in, in right. Nashville. And so it was a, it was a no brainer for us. Yeah. And, and I know we talked a little bit about earlier about kind of what you want Way Church to be known for. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, next-gen discipleship yeah. and reaching the city and outreach and evangelism. Yeah. Um, what, what are some of those things that it's like, okay, we want our church to be set apart in this way? Yeah. A lot of great churches, same vision, same yeah. goal. We want to reach the lost. But specifically, we want our church to be, Lion's excited about that. He's like, I've got some thoughts. Okay, Shut up, Dylan. Um, what do you, what, kind of what do you want to be known for? We want to be known for evangelism. I mean, for us, like evangelism brings a, a lot to, to minds for different people. Obviously, right. we want to share the gospel. I think that's the core of evangelism. But we're going to do that through serving the city, um, serving the local school system that, that needs some help here in the city. Um, so evangelism, spiritual formation is the second part, making disciples, forming people in the image of Christ. And then the last thing is next-gen ministry. And so, um, like... If it doesn't fit in one of those three buckets, I don't, we right. might not ever do anything besides those three yeah. buckets for the next 30 years right. unless God speaks something differently. I, that's what we're going to focus on. But above all, like we hope that if someone comes to Way Church, um, that they will just feel like they belong and that uh, you know we hope to lead them to Christ. But then after that, we really hope that 
the way of Jesus changes every way of their life, right. every part of their life. That's, yeah. that's the vision and the goal. Right. I think something that stands out and always has stood out to me about Highlands too, is that, of course, I know people know Pastor Chris, um, but a lot more times people talk about Church of the Highlands right. as a church, and yeah, it's not yeah. solely based around just the pastor of the totally. church. And I think for us, like, that is something that's really important. Like, we don't want to be known. We don't want to be known, and we don't want the yeah. even just the yeah. leaders to, to be the, the reason why people come. We want people to come because of, like, our church, Community, the body right. of yeah. the church, yeah. the body of Christ. What God's doing. Yeah. yeah. So right. that's something that, like, we definitely want to stick out. We don't want just people to be like, let's go to Noah and Maddie's yeah. church. We yeah. want people to say, right. let's go to Way Church. Yeah. For sure. Well, and me and my dad, we were, we were talking about, they did a, an episode on season one with uh, Pastor John Siebling in Memphis. Oh, yeah. He's one of my yeah. dad's best friends. Um, he's the man. And they were talking about, wow, uh, you know, even since COVID, I feel like it forced us to create and imagine in so many different ways totally. that we didn't have to before, totally. which we can take into this next season going, yeah. man, we didn't even know how to do online yeah. church. Mm -hmm. Now we can stream to any venue in the city. Yeah. Um, but while a lot of things have changed, there's also a lot of things that have stayed the same. Totally. And we were talking about kind of like, hey, what still works? Yeah. Prayer, Prayer yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, loving your family, yeah. being kind to people. Um, maybe even like being a pastor's kid. Yeah. Um, what What were some of the things that, you know, you, you watch your dad pastoring, yeah. your mom leading. What are some of the things you saw them do? And then some of the things that it's like, hey, we're going to push and we're going to get creative. Yeah. But we're, we really see, you know, these three fundamental things work. And that's going to kind of what we're going to put a lot of focus yeah. on. I think my, my parents, they always were very practical. Like, what's the practical need right. of, of the city and how can we help solve it? And so I think uh, food tends to be one that is always, mm -hmm. people are always in need of food. There's always going to be people who can't totally. afford food or can't afford to feed their family. And so I think that's something like very practical that uh, yeah. is very prevalent here in Nashville. Right. I mean, just on our walk over here, there was a yeah. bunch of homeless people. There was a homeless, a homeless man who was sitting right here right as we walked up. And I just think, um, I think that's something like just asking ourselves, even as we've been here for two months, what are the practical needs of the city? I think that people are much more open to a gospel conversation when you're meeting one of their physical yeah. needs first. Totally. And so um, that's what we're looking for. I think uh, all this stuff that like pastors tend to get excited about, I know I get, get excited about whether it's like how to use social media more effectively or like right. how can how can we reach people online like all that stuff is amazing like we're gonna do those things totally. but i think the things that are the most effective are the same things that were most effective 20 years ago feeding people showing up for people when they're right. in need um just really practically how can we make your life better and then can we can we make your you know soul better through the person right of yeah Jesus? So. those those things don't go out of style Absolutely. i think you guys are gonna do great at that what Thank you. so we're here we're at this point, we're about six, seven months out. Yeah. Still looking for a venue. Yeah. Kind of have some ideal areas. Yeah, we'll of, take any of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any of these, yeah. if anyone wants to prophetically speak. Yes. Um, right across the stadium? from the stadium. Yeah. Uh, what, what are we, what are you kind of thinking on venue? I know there's always an, an ideal option, yeah. area, venue, yeah. whether it's portable or, or you know, uh, a home base. Yeah. What are you, what are you kind of thinking venue? And I know, you know, you're still praying through a lot of yeah. that. We would love to be um, as close to the city as possible. Right. I think we kind of have like a five mile radius around the city that we would love to stay inside of. Um, we've looked at everything from schools to uh, theaters to community music, centers. yeah, community centers. So I think uh, just somewhere that we could be more than just Sunday would be top of the list for us. Somewhere that we could, uh, even if we can't office out of it, that's okay. Just some place that we could come in on a Friday and give out food to people who need food yeah. or have some sort of uh, single mom's night for, for moms who could use some, some time off from <laughs> taking care of the kids. Something like that where it's not just, hey, you can only be here for three hours on a Sunday right. would, be, would be our dream at this point. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, We've known each other yeah. for a few years now, yeah. on and off. Um, but when you th when you think about planting a church, there's a lot of options you can mm -hmm. go. You can kind of pioneer it on your own. Sure. Um, obviously, you, you're connected to a lot of different people and groups in the church world. Um, why, when it came down to it, when you yeah. figured out, you know, hey, we're going to go to Nashville, we're yeah. going to plant in the city, we're going to do it at this timing. Yeah. Um, what made sense about ARC? Yeah. 
and uh, what made that decision, I guess, an easy decision? Yeah. So uh, I wasn't joking. It's not earlier. a loaded question. <laughs> I wasn't joking earlier. I called Ark when I was 22 years old. It's amazing. And I was like, "Hey, I know I want to plant a church. I've heard that you guys are the people I'm supposed to call. What do I do?" Right. And uh, the first person, yes, the first person I talked to was a guy named Jeff Wells, yes. who uh, is still. We just love that guy so much. And right away, even though he knew in the back of his mind, you, "Dude, you are way too young to plant a church." Uh, he just handled it so graciously and was so encouraging yeah. and not just like encouraging blowing smoke like genuinely I felt like he cared mm-hmm. totally. about me as a person yeah, he's that guy and, and just, he has for years uh, as our yeah family. just checked in on us um, he connected us with uh, the Roberies and then eventually met your dad and, and Mark Cleary and just the whole team every person that we've met has been um, just genuinely cared about us as as individuals our walk with the lord and so um i would say the main reason we went ark was just relationship yeah like ark had a great reputation like these people know how to plant churches they know how to do the logistical thing but for for us it was easy because we felt like we wanted to plant with friends and um, i actually heard one of the other episodes of of unscripted where uh, I think it might have been Pastor Siebling was talking about just God friendships and, and covenant relationships. And we really feel like um, like our relationship with Ark is one of those friendships where it was just like, hey, from the beginning, God crossed our paths. From the beginning, you guys have supported and, and just believed in us. Um, why would we not? It was right. more like, it, why would we not do this? Yeah, it and, was an um, obvious. It was, yeah, it was, it was obvious. And so... We are so grateful and we've already learned a ton. And just like even beyond like ARC, the employees and the people who run ARC, the amount of ARC pastors, it feels like a fraternity of just like, yo, we're all crazy. Yeah. We're all for each other. And we've just met so many amazing friends uh, through the process as well. Yeah. Well, I know. And, and we're, we're super excited. We love you guys. Yeah. You know, the whole Rizzo family. Yeah. Really me included. Um, and I think it just, it shows, um, you know that that you know there's i feel like there's been waves of of church planning right there was kind of our dad's generation and then there was kind of this next generation of you know you're rich and you're you're chad and some of these young guys going to plant in different cities who you know run incredible churches now and then kind of guys who are similar our age 25 30 early 30s um and just to show kind of on our end that like hey we plant you know couples that are yeah. 50 years old with yeah. you know kids in high school but also yeah. you know there's no there's really no uh, number there's no age limit yeah. on when God can call you to go plant a sit go totally. plant a church totally. in a city um, you know I feel like everybody's on their own journey so Absolutely. we're super excited to be a part of it thank you man um, and I know you are going to crush it thank you man um, yeah. I, I can see us being here four or five come years on. from now come on looking back at this conversation be awesome this guy's going to be playing yeah for the Titans at that point. And uh, I know we're super excited. I Thank know you're you. going to impact the city Thank you, like crazy. And now we got an extra reason to come to Nashville come on. Yes. all the time. Short trip. Go Short trip across the pond from Birmingham. That's it. And uh, so, so it's exciting. Thank you, and uh, we're excited for you guys. Thank you, bro. We love you. Well, hopefully you enjoyed this episode of Unscripted. I want to take a moment to thank all those that are partners who help make Unscripted possible. One of those is the Wesleyan Investment Foundation. They've been helping churches and church planters with their borrowing and investment needs. Very important when you're growing as a church. They've been doing it for about 80 years. So if you're dreaming of a, a new space, a new opportunity, or just how to invest your resources to get the greatest return, then I want you to think of WIF. So if you want more information about them, they're incredible people, check out WIF online. Uh, com and they'll give you all that information. But then also, I want to take a moment to thank Vapor Ministries. Vapor Ministry mobilizes the church, bringing physical relief and spiritual transformation to people living in extreme poverty. We've been a part of this now for years here at Church of the Highlands, but also so many churches around the country are being a part of Vapor. Here's what they do. They establish holistic ministry, these centers and they're run by people right there in that community that bring transformation through great education, clean water, how important is that, agricultural development, and then employment. And then it creates this economic growth in the community while doing what? While building disciples that multiply and expand the church, reaching more people for Christ. 
It's an incredible thing. So for more information, how you could support this incredible effort, then check out vaporministries.org. And hey, don't forget, if you're not a part of ARC, we want to invite you to learn more. Whether you're an existing church looking for relationship or to be a sending church that is so important in the world right now, and you want to just have impactful missions to be a part of, then we want to be a part of that. Or you're a potential church planner. We'd love to meet you. Come do life with our leaders and our pastors, all those that have planted churches. So check out our website, artchurches.com, to connect with us. Let's connect. Come on, somebody.